0: hey what's up mondo fresco here welcome back to mondo and friends presented by verizon today i am with a very good friend a creative director a choreographer an actor a man that does it all wears many hats today he was actually wearing a helmet on, on the way in I wore a helmet side today. of of our studio uh ladies and gentlemen please welcome casper smart What's happening? What's happening, Bo? How are
1: you? What's up, brother? <laughs> what's up, man?
0: I'm excited to have you here, man. Bro, I'm excited.
1: I haven't, I haven't, you know, I've done a podcast, but I it
0: was my podcast, and I've done. I don't know if I've done someone else's podcast yet. Well, we feel very, uh, very lucky, bro. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. I know For you. Me. I know you're working on a podcast. So mm. We'll talk about that a little later, man. Yeah. So, a man that, like I said, man, does so many things has wears so many hats, like. I know that you initially you have a big love for music and later in your teens you started uh getting into dancing and, and choreography, mm-hmm. acting. What came first though? What was like that first, first thing, that first love? Uh, crump dancing. K R U M P crump. Um, just in the hood.
1: I, I I was supposed to be a firefighter my entire life from when I was like a little boy, you know, kids wanna be a doctor. Or, or astronaut or something. Mine was, I want to be a firefighter. Um, so even at like 15, 15 16, 17, I did fire explorers, which is like a, uh, a pre kind of thing for the resume. Yeah. You do all kinds of training. Um, that way you bring it to at 17 and a half, you can put in your, your, um, resume, if you will. Yeah. Um, your application, um, to the academy and, And that kind of looks really good on it, that you did that. So I put in my application, and then crump dancing comes along. (laughs) And I saw it, and I fell in love. And it consumed my life, my world. Everything was that. Like, there was nothing else that mattered at that time. Yeah. Um, And I did that. Then I traveled the world um, doing that. And at, at one point, within that short amount of time, you know, I said, mom, let me be a dancer. And mom's like, okay, whatever you want to do, honey. He's very supportive. Dope. And, um, and then I got my first week of getting signed, I booked a Sean Paul video. like The first week of the dancing. What like, video was it? Uh, Give it up to me. Nice. Yeah, it literally it first week me. of signing a, like, as a professional. And this is after I had already like, traveled the world significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, had already gone through like, at least one passport and in a very short amount of time. Um That's crazy. And kept having like ad pages and stuff. How old were you at this time? Nineteen. Wow. Yeah. I mean from from seventeen and a half, like not traveling past Washington State ever in my life. You know? That's crazy. And then like the first place I went to was Maryland, uh Washington, DC, and um and Virginia. And then, um, and then they were like, yo, we're going to go to Italy, Bologna. And I was like, okay, (laughs) literally every month we are in a new country. Wow. Um, for almost two years. And then
0: what, what tour was this or this was with Tommy the clown. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is like like real at the top of like the crump movement. Yeah. 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 yeah, Very
1: street. We were like, we would do these shows by ourselves um wow. no, there was no artist. We were the artists. you know people were you know the crump was so big, and that freestyle was so big, but we 'd also you know we'd have people come on stage we had a whole show put together we'd do like motivational speaking of like where we came from, how we got to where we are um and we would do any any performance from huge venues of ten thousand people mm-hmm. with just us, which was like a small amount of us, or we would do schools or Churches or prisons. Um, and it would be like a motivational thing because a lot of us came from um, really bad neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, yeah. I probably came from the best yeah. um, neighborhood out of the worst, you know what I mean? And I was born and raised in like Anaheim, which was just very Mexican, you know? Um, Santa Ana, Anaheim, yep. that area. But like a lot of the boys came from like Watts and Compton, South Central. Um, and I moved to South Central, then East LA, and then, you know, um, now I'm a Valley boy.
0: You moved to South Central from the OC. From yeah, from yeah. I went from very like As a Mexican. Like you, you pre- no, it's just like I
1: followed <laughs> yeah. the like what I was doing. Yeah, you know what I mean, I just followed. the... You wanted to be that, like
0: in the culture,
1: in it, like, but it, because that's like when I say it consumed me, and then and then that didn't work, um, and I left, and then I went. All I could afford was East L.A. I'd already moved out of my home by then. Yeah, you know,
0: and I wasn't gonna go back home. Yep, to you know my parents house my mom's house and um wait well, talk to me a little bit about that because you know I'm Mexican American you're Mexican American uh there's there's a lot that uh like a lot of a lot of pride that goes into once you leave your parents home as a as a Mexican American um you you're not going to go back yeah why why was why did you feel that way
1: uh i just felt like my, here's the thing too, is my mom was so very trusting of me. I only got in trouble like one time in school really bad. Um, I got caught with a pipe because I was in Mexico and some guy asked me to get him a pipe, a friend, my freshman year. Um, and I got expelled from school for paraphernalia. Mind you, I was smoking here and there at the time. Yeah. Um, but this is when weed was very taboo as well. You yeah. know, my freshman year was 2001. Um, so like you go back literally 20 years and weed was bad. You know, people were getting put away for a long time for it. Um, I got expelled from school. I couldn't play sports the rest of that year. And I couldn't play varsity the next year. And I was big like jock. And, um, and I was grounded for six months. Wow. Like not a couple weeks, not a month, six months, hard, hard groundation. Like my mom does not play very strict. And, um, and I literally, aside from that, my mom was just very like trusting of me because I never did drugs out, besides that time, never did drugs again, never drank alcohol, never party. never anything. Like I got a job very young, like any kind of job I could always have. Like it was walking around the neighborhood, just knocking on doors. Can I wash your car? Can I mow your lawn? Can I, is there any chores I can do? Yep. And that was just like, I want to go to the movies with my friends, and it costs $20, but we don't have it, you know? Um, so it was very that. And then I got, like, some roller, like rollerblading job where we, like, pass out flyers in, like, nice neighborhoods. Yeah. And, like, we would just, like, for eight hours just pass out thousands of flyers. Um, and that was, like, on a regular, and that paid well for a 14-year-old. For that. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Um, and then I got a job at Subway. It was my first, like... You like were a sandwich le- artist. Yeah. Nice. Like, legitimate, like, on-paper job. Um, and then I worked, like, a million jobs. Like, Chili's, Olive Garden, Cutco, like, selling knives, like, a debt mortgage, com- debt, uh, debt consolidation company. Like, man, I did it all. <laughs> but it was, like, it was always going to be firefighting. And then the dance came in. Fast forward, I do all these things. I... I I get an opportunity to assist a choreographer, a creative director at the time. Um, it was Beyonce's creative director. This guy, Frank Gatson, was very well-known in the industry and done it all. Yeah. He was with Destiny's Child from the beginning, with Be Forever, um, amongst a million other artists. He danced for Michael. He choreographed Michael Jackson. It's crazy. Um, and he asked me to come help him on an audition, on a callback that I had auditioned for originally. And um and I was like, yeah, cool. He's like, you remember the choreography? So yeah, he goes, great. You're gonna uh, run the callback. I'm like, mm, okay. Just because his other assistant like had to leave town. Cool. Did the job, um, booked in and he was like, all right, you're gonna choreograph the rest of the video. And I was like, I don't know how to choreograph. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, I'll help you. And it was kind of just him helping me was me making things up and him cutting the trash away. You know what I mean? Going, nope, Nope. Nope. Yes. 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 We'll keep this. We'll trash that. And he kind of cut and paste my thing together. And I was like, oh, okay. So little by little, I was, I, I would get better. And then I like went to choreograph a commercial in the Bahamas with him, um, at the Atlantis, you know, for the Atlantis hotel where I met Brett Ratner, um, director, producer, um, you know, 12 years ago or something. And um, which I have a relationship with now from back
0: then. That's awesome.
1: Um, and then I started choreographing for like X Factor. Um, we went from there to London to choreograph X Factor for like X Factor winners that would come back. Um, and then Simon Cowell started calling me separately. Hey, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. We want you to do this. And I was like, oh yeah, just call Frank. You know, he'll book me for whatever because, yeah. you know, I'm new to this. And, um, and they were like, no, we want you. So I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work because, you know, I met you through Frank and just loyalty. Yeah. And then Frank was like, man, go get the money. Go. Like, what are you, crazy? He was like, thank you for calling me, though, but go go pick up a check. That's love. So, yeah, so I went and I started doing that. Then I met, like, Mike Posner and just approached him and was like, hey, man, I'm a fan. I would love to work with you on, like, some movement, this and that. Ended up working with Mike for, like, five years. We became yeah. good friends. Um, and I started doing more and more and more. By 22, I was choreographed for
0: Beyoncé. That's with Frank. Nuts. Like, I, I choreographed Who Run the World. That's... Right? That is nuts. Yeah. That, wait, so, it's, I mean, tell me about the, that
1: experience, like... There was, like, seven choreographers on it. Frank just, like, wanted... Like, again, he just cut and paste like, magic together, you know? So he just took the goodness that he wanted from all of us and just, like... like just meshed it all yeah, together. Yeah, put it together and just created, like, obviously something so iconic
0: that's crazy dude
1: and then they use that obviously and then i like got the grammys for her and like a bunch of like other little performances and and um wait like a
0: move like a move like that to to choreograph and work with beyonce like what are you thinking at that moment like are you thinking i'm not how do i top this are you think no
1: i i it's weird how unexcited not unexcited that's
0: you're probably like too, in it to realize how big of a <laughs> yeah. moment that was.
1: Yes, yeah. too young, too re- like, like I auditioned for Michael Jackson, right? The the tour, I booked it as one of the swings and subs. Wow. Um. So they were like, all right, we're gonna do the. There was eleven of us that booked it. There was like a thousand people that got invited from all over the world, like the best of the best. It was a three day audition. It's like invite only. Michael showed up on the last day, and um, and and you know sat with his big hat and his mask on and just sat in the third row and just watched. And then we booked it. There was like seven of us, I think seven guys, seven girls, and then seven, eight, nine, ten, and then three or four swings, girls and guys, right, subs. Yeah. That would, they were like, hey, we're going to um, do the rehearsals and then we're going to fill up and you guys are going to have to learn everything um, because once we finish the London shows, we're going to um, use all of you for the U.S. Um, tour. Cool. And, um, you know, we book it. They're like, come down and meet Michael. So we come, shake his hand. And he's like, he's like, thank you so much. You were amazing. I'm like, thanks, man. That's Appreciate it. People are like shaking, falling, crying. And I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I like, just kind of, and it was always that. So like, I was never starstruck yeah, yeah. by anything or anyone, which I think helped me. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. It helped me never get beside myself or get too excited because I treated it as if it was a job all the time. Yeah. Not like, oh my God, this is, you know, yeah. this is gonna change my life forever. It's not. Yeah. It's like no one job changed your life forever in that world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things can help you, but it's just a build of a resume. Yeah. You know, and it obviously can keep you going, but if you're not relevant, you're irrelevant. Yeah. And, and they will go to the next person, so that was always I just tried to keep the grind going. so by like 24, I had fully stopped dancing, um, just moved to choreography. Um, Were you
0: more nervous to dance or work with beyonce or or Michael?
1: uh i i don't I don't know. Um, you think. I don't, I don't really know, because for me, like we weren't going on the road with Michael right then. We weren't going to start rehearsal right then. So it was like, hey, we're going to start in three months. So I'm like, man. Right. And then I ended up booking Step Up 3, um, did an audition, just directly got called for like the lead bad guy crew. And they were like, three months in New York, this huge movie yeah. franchise. And I'm like, hell yeah. And they were like, if you take this, you might not be able to do Michael. And I was like, well, Michael doesn't start for three months, so I'm out of here.
0: Yeah. And I was very much
1: like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got to move on the opportunity. And then the day I flew out to New York, Michael passed. The day I flew out. So I was like, wow, crazy. Because if I didn't take that, yeah. I would have been out of both jobs, yeah. you know? Um, so it's just That's... crazy how the thing, you know, life works and... um and I just try to
0: stay in the moment of now and not, like, you know. Like, the fact that you, you're so, like, immersed in, in what you do and what you've done, right, from, like, an early age, where do you – I mean, it seems like a lot of it is, is also, like, built on confidence. Like, For sure. Like, where, did, where do you think that, that confidence comes from? My entire life. Like, <laughs> confidence – a little bit of arrogance
1: is like always been there. You know what I mean? And and the Crump World was very like arrogant because everything that you see in these like goofy dance movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the street battles and the beef and like this all real life. It's not so corny because people actually get beat up and killed. That's like crazy. in the real street beef. You know, like I, I can't tell you how many like shootouts I've been in. You know what I mean? Like been in a crowd where it was shot into or got held up or got a gun put on my forehead or my chest or my mouth or like got a cigarette put out on my neck. Like all kinds of stuff happened. That's wild. You know what I mean? So it was just like crazy things that would happen that kind of just molded you into being tough, but also like just confident. You know what I mean? And, And like I said, arrogant of, of, when you step on that stage with anybody or not even a stage in the street, yeah. you know, in the circle with someone else, you have to put everything on the floor, like literally, like, like it's there, you yeah. know? So, so it's just kind of that, that carried on through all of my life. Um, and I, I feel like that definitely helped and I got better. And when there was things I wasn't good at, I would learn how to do them. Yeah. Um, and I always felt like, like, I went to a Rihanna audition as a dancer younger. And, um, and there was like a triple turn, right? Which is very technical. Um, no, it was a double turn. Double turn. I couldn't do a double turn, which is very easy now. Yeah. But at the time, I just was, one, not trained, and two, not technically trained. So to do the double turn at that speed and then get right back into choreography, I couldn't do it. So I got cut. For not being able to do this double spin, so I was like, "That's never gonna happen again." Um, and I went to some girls that were technically trained and were like, "Hey, can you teach me how to spin, um, turn properly, and spot?" You know, uh, and I learned a triple turn, and that never happened again. So I was like a firm believer of of if you couldn't do something or I got caught, you know, cut from from not being able to do something, I would learn how to do it. Yeah, that way those those mistakes wouldn't happen again. I wish to say I could uh, like put that in my entire life, like everything, or like you <laughs> like are you living in learn yeah, situation, yeah. And like you don't ever do that again. <laughs> that's not the case. Um, but in that world, it was for me. Yeah. Um, fast forward, I, I'm I'm choreographing for Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, she actually calls to do Anaconda. Um, Actually, I don't know what she's calling for. She's calling to do a music video, right, is what it is. And they go, hey, uh, you know, we want to hire you for a Nick music video. Um, uh, She wants you to choreograph something, but she can't send you the song. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? How How am I going to choreograph? And they were like, she just said put some, like, good moves together, the producer told me. And I'm like... I don't know, the temple of the song? I don't yeah. know what it is. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. It's literally impossible. And I had met Nikki a couple times. Like, I had worked with her, like, when I was younger. Um, it's like a dancer like, 21 or something in, like, her video with David Guetta. Um, where them girls at? With David Guetta Flowrider uh-huh. and, and um and, and I just saw her, like, right around at award shows. And I would always just be like, hey, how are you? You know, just while we're passing. Um, and I was like, look, tell her to call me. And then she calls me. And mind you, I've never talked to her like this, but I'm like, Nikki, you know me. You know who I am. You know where I've been. You know, like, I'm in this media game. I'm not her. You know what I mean? I'm not even close. But you know that I live with a magnifying glass on me. Um, nothing will ever be leaked by me. I promise you. And she's like, I can't take the chance. This is going to be... One of my biggest songs I've ever done. It's so important to me. It can't get leaked. And I go, Nikki, I swear on my life, if there's a leak, it will not be from me. You know what I mean? This will stay with me. And she goes, Okay, okay, send me the song. So she sends the song. Um, and I'm like, Oh, doom, 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 yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Okay, this is why it's so big. Yeah. And so I go, Okay. Got it. So I choreograph the video in like four hours. We have rehearsal. She comes in rehearsal. I'm, I show it to her with the, with the girls. And she's like, oh my god, yo, this is crazy. We I teach the tour. She loves it. She's excited. Um, her and her manager, G. Roberson, sit down with me at the end of rehearsal and we're like, hey, we got so much going on coming up this year. Um, the album. Um, we... We, we need you on board, but we, we want you to creative direct. And I was like, cool. Went from choreographer to creative director real quick, which is a bigger paycheck. It's yeah. more um, responsibility, but it's just what I like to do anyway is because it's full control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then now I don't have to work for anybody else. And like, there's no boss above me. I right. am the boss. Right. Um, and then the artist is my partner. You know what I mean? Um, creatively, my creative partner. So... We do the video, then we do VMAs. VMAs was amazing, Um, you know, and and if you don't know creative director, this is what we do. Um, A creative director is, is if you're in a, watching a tour, an award show, anything like that, it's, I do the set design, so if there's stairs, there's stage, there's all that. Set design, stage design, uh, video content, uh, lights, Pyro, cryo, lasers, um, dancers, choreography, hair, makeup, wardrobe, look, band, no band, DJ, um, the iMag, how it's cut. So how that director has to cut it um, down to like spotlights on the artist, um, which goes into the full lighting, the colors, um, the set list, what the artist says. Some want me to be very much more involved. Um, on what they say and you know boys usually get me full creative and girls are a little bit more like they want to be into it um, and then there's like trucks in the back are carrying our stage our yep. gear our equipment bus tour buses um, so it's like sometimes I do the entire budget which would be like here here's 70 million dollars make this budget work for this entire tour for the next six months um, and so it's just a lot of responsibility for it at the time 26 year old Psh, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Who,
0: who else have you creative directed for? Because I know you've done oh, like years and years of, yeah, of like creative like directing.
1: Choreography and creative direction. Um, Jennifer, uh, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, Jesse J., Nick Jonas, Prince Royce, uh, Wisini and Dale, um, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Lil Baby, The Baby, Eminem. <laughs> all the babies. Uh, all yeah. the babies. Yeah. Oh. Fast way forward, right? Just because that's a funny story. I didn't know who Lil Baby was or the baby, you know? I just um, do listening to a lot of like trap rap. Um, and I'm just more like I listen to reggaeton more than anything, yeah. you know? Obviously, I knew like the baby songs more because it was a little bit more commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get a call to do an award show, BET Awards, for they go, hey, we want you to do this award show for artists Little Baby and Baby, and the song was called called Baby. And I'm like, (laughs) this is a joke, right? (laughs) I'm like, there's no way. You're fucking kidding. And they were like, no, we're 100% serious, and mind you, it was was a great show. Um, And then I did, like, Little Baby's creative direction on his biggest budgeted and biggest award show he had ever done, um, B.A.T. Awards at the, what's the old Nokia, the Microsoft Mm -hmm. um, Theater. And it was like, it was like a, I don't know, five or six hundred thousand dollar budget. Wow. Um, But it was like a big deal for him to do um, this big of a performance. Um, Going back, so creatively directed um, for Nikki, and and then we do the VMAs. um, And then, like, down to like, if you remember that VMA performance, or you go back, like the foliage of all like the greenery, because I wanted it to be like very much like the video of like forest and anaconda and that kind of thing. Then I had like, I don't know if you remember I had like snakes yeah. with contortionists on their necks, and one of the snakes bit one of my dancers. And then and then they, she had to like go to the hospital, like one of the pythons bit her. And then she had to go to the hospital. She was just traumatized, she was scared. But she was my best friend's girlfriend at the time. So I call her. Yo, you good? She was like, Yeah, it just was really scary. It hurt. And I'm like, Yeah, but you know, it's not poisonous, you're fine. So You'll be in rehearsal tomorrow, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going to get a new snake. You'll be fine. And she's like, what? No, 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 I'm not, no. I'm not putting another snake on me. She was already scared to begin with. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm going to find someone that will. She was like, you'll fire me? I said, yeah. Like nothing will stop my like, creative flow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like this is my, my creative direction. This is like my vision. Yeah. You're not going to stop it because you don't want to put a snake on because you're scared. And so it was... Very, there was no empathy, you know what I mean? Like at all, I was just, I, and, I, and I have been like that very hard. I've had to fire so many people, like so many people I've yeah. had to fire. And I was so strict and hard, um, but still yet very gracious because again, I was 26 years old dealing with major budgets. I was hiring 200 people a year um, with my production company. And, and mind you, you, yes, dancers are young. But my video contents, my lighting, my lasers, my my all my crew, my production manager, my 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 set, my stage hands, my my stage manager, like these guys are all like roadies. They they're like anywhere from like 45 to like 65 years old. Yeah. Been doing this for twenty to forty years. You know, they were like on tour with like Led Zeppelin and like and mind you, I'm like twenty-six years old the boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so so the graciousness I had to learn very quickly on how to move and how to talk to people um, was, was put into perspective quickly. Yeah. Um, and just learning how to be a boss, but a boss that people respected and didn't try to walk over um, and, and you know listen, but also love to work with, you know right. what I mean? Because I was always fun and happy and jokey, but very matter of fact, get to the point, you know what I mean? Like, business is business. We got to do our work, and then we can play all you want. You know, we can laugh and joke, because, I mean, you know me. I'm like, all I do is, you know, make people laugh and entertain, you know. Um, And then from there, that year, that same year, I was doing VMAs, Anaconda, that whole stuff. I bought my house, right? Yeah. Um, Which was... It's terrible because I didn't it was my first house I ever bought at 26 and I didn't know what I was doing and I bought a much cheaper house than I could afford you know what I mean like I could afford something much more but I was so new and it was like $760,000 and I'm like $760,000 like I mean that is a lot of money don't get <laughs> yeah, yeah, a twist yeah, yeah, like yeah. to anybody you know what yeah. I mean because like these are not the houses I grew up in you know what I mean and um I remember, I think the house that I grew up in was like two hundred and fifty thousand or something, you know. Um, and I'm like seven sixty for like a little three bedroom, big property. Yeah. But then it like went all over TMZ, and it was like a trash house, you know what I mean? Like it was so old, but I was getting ready to redo the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but of course, they're like, oh, I, you know, everyone's like trashing me, like how ugly the house is, and I'm like, yep, this is my life. Meanwhile, I'm with Nikki. Meanwhile, I'm a lead. uh, It's my first lead role in an acting movie called Street. It was like an MMA movie. So I was like balancing the three things. I was living in my bedroom. Yeah. And my house was like demolished in the inside. It was
0: like gutted. Because you were redoing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Redoing it but still living there because I didn't have somewhere else to live, you know. Um, And doing Nikki all the time and playing a lead in this movie and trying to like, stay physically fit with fight choreography and just in the gym because I'm like shirtless a lot in that movie. Yeah. Um it was just a lot that year. And then finished the movie, finished I mean the house is never finished, but you know craziness. You th-
0: yeah uh, you invited me to to, to a party yeah. before Oh yeah, it
1: looks different than I'm sure you came.
0: And uh got Didn't a- you
1: DJ that? Did you uh, DJ Did no, I? you just came? I did think you? I think it was just like hanging out. Oh okay. Yeah. Way different than even then. Yeah. but and The like, house looks different. We got a nice pool back there. Yeah. No, the, the house is worth 1.5 now. Yeah. Like, what a purchase. Like, I didn't know. You know what I mean? And mind you, like... Like, I look at houses because I love, but, like, I have no reason to move. Like, my house is, like, almost paid off. Like, I love it. It's just... I buy myself. You know what I mean? It's just an investment.
0: Um, and I just <laughs> want to buy, like, other properties, other places. How... Did you deal with, like, the TMZs of the world and, like, all of that craziness? In the beginning, it was tough. And how did it, like, affect you if if it did? I've always been, like, really mentally
1: strong with, like, anything. Like, I tease people so hard, so I'm used to being teased. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you dish it, you got to be able to take it. So I've been, like, roasted, you know? Um, this was a different type of roast because this was out of, like, hate. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, like, jealousy, envy, hate, just pure pettiness, nastiness. Pettiness, all that, yeah. Pettiness, all kinds of stuff. Um, and so it was different for me. And, you know, um, that camp I was in was just always like, don't read comments ever. Do not read comments. That's, like, the number one rule. And, of course, like, a couple times I went to read comments and it, like, <laughs> destroyed me. Uh, so I, like, never read them again. And then... Um they were like, just keep being you. Just ignore everyone. Just don't let them because they're gonna try to get a rise out of you, just ignore it. And I literally like I don't follow I mean, I follow like Gordy La Flaca and like stuff like that just because I'm on Udivision now. Yeah. But as far as like any kind of um
0: gossip. Like
1: Yeah, I mean like I follow Hollywood and Locke because Jason, I know him and stuff. Yeah. But like I don't follow Team Z or E or any of these things. Yeah. I never have, never will, just because I don't care. So, like, most of the time, I don't know what's going on in, like, the celebrity um, gossip space. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Which is okay. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Um, And so, th- it was that. And then, that year, I start creatively directing or choreographing and creatively directing for Ariana. Mm-hmm. And then and doing some videos and then Jesse J and then AMAs are like, Hey, we want you to do bang bang for the three girls. Um, you know, Ariana, Jesse, Nikki, and then we, and then Nikki, we want to do better lies, um, which was, um, we put her in like very couture and like kind of got her out of the colorful tutus and things like that and put her in like sexy and grown and like turned her into that, which she was all about. Um, and then had Skyler Gray like you know be beautiful and put some makeup on and like a nice pretty white outfit. We did We put her in a dress in one of them, I think, uh, in the, either the EMAs in, in Dublin or, or AMAs, I forget which one, um, which was so out of character for Skylar because she's such like a tomboy, you know. Um, and that was like something Nikki just really wanted to. I wanted it to be like beautiful, like a white piano up on like a bunch of stairs. And be something that she had never done um, and just speak her truth. Speak her realness, you know, yeah. of what was going on in her life. And, um, and very vulnerable, you know, to be, like, tell her story. And then, and then Wayne was like, hey, um, Christina Million and Little Wayne doing a song, so we want you to do that performance too. So I, I creatively directed three performances that year of the AMAs. That's wild. Um, that's wild. Yeah.
0: Man. Like, you've, you've worked with like the, the one of, or some of the top like A listers in music and, yeah. and entertainment. Um, and if
1: I haven't worked with them, with them, I probably just know them through passing. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, hey, what's up? How are you? What's, you know, there's like, there's not really an A list artist, not in, in the pop space that I don't know. Yeah. That I can't walk up
0: to and say, hey, man, how are you? Or, yeah. hey. Love. How are you? You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And and you know, you again, like when I first, you know, we were when I first brought you on onto the show, uh, in, in at the top of the show, man. I said that you've done, you know, wearing a lot of hats, and literally done like A through Z, um, and as a as a as a choreographer, creative director, uh, actor. As well, we can get into that in a little bit. Yeah, um, you mentioned Univision as well. Um, yeah, y- you as a host, as a, as a judge now, yeah. uh, talk to me a little bit about Mira quien baila. How'd that yeah. come about?
1: So, I just here, let me make sure his mic is plugged in. Okay, here we go. <laughs> let me, let me let that happen. Um, so I, so in that time frame, still with like Nikki, that, that area of 2014 15, um, I get a call from. My agent saying, hey, we want you to judge this show called Fake Off on True TV. And they tell me what it is. And I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. I'm like too busy with like what I'm doing. I don't want to be a judge. Like, same thing happened with acting. In like Honey 2, I went as an audition for a dancer. I was like 20. And they were like, hey, we want you to audition as the lead bad guy. I was like, I'm good. And the director was like, no, no, no. no. Like, I want you to, I'm asking you personally. And I'm like, I don't want to act. Like, it's not what I'm doing in life. And the choreographer was like, are you stupid? He was like, it's the director asked you to audition, you audition. So I went audition. Didn't get that role. But they, Universal and the director liked me. And it booked me as something else in the movie, a supporting lead. I fell in love with acting. Started training. Trained for like five, six years with Aaron Spizer, Shannon Sturgis, Susan Batson. Aaron
0: Spizer. Shout out Aaron Spizer. Yeah, Aaron man, He Spizer. was my coach, too. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah.
1: Spizer, Shannon Sturgis, New York, Susan Batson, and then Groundlings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I trained like five, six years. Uh, because I really just fell in love you with did it. Did the work. Yeah, did the work, and then really um, started acting throughout the career of all this, you mm-hmm. know, um, through dancing, through choreography, through creative, and would kind of go back and forth. Obviously, I did way more creative and choreography because it just paid so much better than like a new actor. So I would always like lean on those jobs um, more, and then um, and then so I so I get a call to do this show. Um, I say no over and over and over, and they were like, um, "Here's the rate, um, no. Here's the rate, no. Raise the rate, no." I said no so many times. Like, sure. Which show are we talking about? Fake now? off. Fake off. And then they were like, "What do you want?" And um, I was with uh, uh, Jen at the time. Yeah. And um, and I was like, "What do you think? Like, I don't want to do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not interested." And I was like, what do you think a good rate would be? And she was like, tell them this much. She was like, and I was like, that's a lot. They're not going to go for that. And she's like, you don't want to do it regardless. You know what I mean? So if yeah. they say yes, then you got it. You know what I mean? If they say no, then you're good. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay. They wrote right back and were like, great, approved. You have to sign it in 24 hours of contract if we give you this rate. And I was like, <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> so... So there was that in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, it
1: was eight episodes, right? Nine days full total because there was a photo shoot as well, like a press photo shoot day. Um, so it was nine days, but it was only once a week because the show was on live, mind you. Pink Print Tour, I was creative directing and supervising choreographer uh, uh, in Philadelphia with Nikki. Yeah. Same exact time. Crazy. Then L.A. Nick Jonas is hosting the Kids' Choice Awards. He's doing a ten-minute um, opening performance um, with Jealous and like all this stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take that too." So that's L.A. So I'm bouncing every that for for a month, a month and a half, a month, month and a half. Um, I'm bouncing from L.A. two days to Atlanta. To do the show, you know, I fly in the day before and then I fly out the early, early, like 5 a.m. first flight out to Philly. Um, So I'm there for like 48 hours maybe, or like 36 hours. Um, And then shoot the episode, then I go to Nikki for like two, three days, do Nikki. then I go back to Nick, and then boom, 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 so there's a triangle. So I was on probably within just that like month and a half, I was probably on like, I don't know, 10 round trips between the West Coast and East Coast, Um, like easy crazy um and then um but did well made great money yeah i bet and um and then from there like i had so much fun judging like i loved it, it was harry it was with harry shum jr um and this girl laurianne gibson who ended up creatively directing the pink print tour as well because i just had too much on my plate so i started it and then she took over and i just ended up uh, finishing, supervising, choreography um, I just Again, it was like yeah, I, At that point, it was just too much on my plate um, And then Later in life, I get a call Like a few years later, I get a call for Mira Yeah. Um Hey, we want you to come on the show It's Dance with the Stars, the Spanish version is on Univision um, You know, It's a big show, it's season 5 um, We want you to just come judge one time Cool what happened to the other judge? Oh, we want you to guest judge because the judge they had, she was pregnant and their doctor didn't want her to travel. So they're like having, you know, guest judges come on. Cool. So I go on the show, highest ratings they've ever had, right? My one episode. And they were like, nah, let bring it back next week. So I went on again, higher ratings out of five seasons, right? They go, okay, bring it back on the season finale. Of, of that thing So it was like It was like four episodes later um, Highest season finale ratings ever Nice And they were like Okay And then Dianata Torres won the show Yeah Which was small circle Because I didn't know Dianata, But I knew her kids Obviously through that Whole Little Small circle um, And then Then they took the show to Mexico um, And wanted to have like um, at different they wanted to like grab more of the Mexican audience it didn't work out over there so they brought it back to that was season 6 so then they brought it back to um, Miami yeah. to the United States you know obviously Caribbean South America Mexico it's it's all over um, it's the number one unscripted Latin show in the world um, like we compete with La Voz at the same time yeah. same day same everything and we like demolish them and their wow. budgets like significantly higher their judges are huge, you know? And, um, and so they were like, all right, we want you to come on season seven as a full-time judge. So I'm like, oh great. And I, and, and I, that's where Dianata was a judge with me. We became best friends, love her to death. Um, then I come back season eight, then I go back season nine. So I've judged the four seasons now. Um, You're four, I, are you
0: four seasons, seasons in now? I
1: am, Yeah, I've judged four seasons. Um, and they kind of, like, rotate judges a lot. Um, Dianata and I have been on for a while now. Um, Hopefully I go back for season 10. They've done 10 years of the show, but it was their ninth season. Hopefully I go back in January. I get booked again, cross my fingers, Um, just because I enjoy it so much. It's a fun show, and each – this last season was – the last two seasons I feel like I got to really, like, be me be a class clown, jump on the table, like laugh, make jokes, flirt with the girls, like just have fun, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and of course, like the flirting and the improv and the back and forth, like just, it's just fun for the show, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and usually it's always with like actors because the actors can like right. play back and forth and they're quick witty and stuff, you know? Um, but I just have been having so much fun on the show. And I, I enjoy it. And in Univision, the family, like um, Karen Parin is like head of talent at Univision, and Nacho Ignacio, my, my producer, Claudia, um, they just, like, they're an incredible team. And yeah. they just, the, you know, Jessica, who's like the big, big boss, um, they just take care of me. You know, they, they're really good to me over there. They're sweet, and they, they just look after me. And I, I really enjoy the family. Um, I love Miami. Um, and yeah, and, and the show is great,
0: you know, yeah, you're, like you're great on the show. Every
1: mom and grandma and aunt love it. It's like a, <laughs> a, a cute girl will walk by, right. And I'll be like, oh, she's cute. And then her, her like grandma will be with her aunt or something. <clears throat> She'll be like, oh my God, Casper, can I get a picture? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like, no problem. And like, she's like me, I'll take this picture. And she's like, do you know who this is? To like the, the hot like girl or something. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, she does. And, and she's like, no, I don't. And she's like, you don't know who this is? She's like, no, should I? And I'm like, hmm, it's all right, well, let's take this picture. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, yeah. bro, the show is just the demographic is like moms and grandmas. Like my audience, like there's a whole grandma section love in you. the live audience. Oh, they love me. The grandmas
0: love. Bro, they pasta. grab me.
1: They kiss my cheek, my neck, my like. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! Come on I can't have red lipstick all over me. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, stop! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you amazing, know? dude. So it's just it's fun, you know. I I, <laughs> I, I I love it. And then I get to like present and stuff, like premios or things like that. Yeah. I, just, I just love the space. I love like you know just relationships with the artists and like again it goes back to like even if I haven't worked with someone. Like I know you, like yeah. Maluma, Balvin, Nikki, uh Royce, Wisini y Yandel, uh, Bad Bunny. Like, like I know everyone by like phone number. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just because relationships of just time of of being out here so long and doing it and being around and just being in the game, man. Yeah, man. Right I, I did a movie work. with Asuna Keleones um, and mm-hmm. and you know just had like a little cameo in it, and that's where I got to know him. And and I did. Uh, Otis with Becky G Where I met Bunny before Bunny like pop
0: That was like that was the song Yeah she was on the show talking about that was a song That That catapulted And
1: they said that watch after this They were like he is going to be one of the biggest artists in the world I'm like cool I don't know you know what I mean Like Everyone says that about every artist But I'm like cool man yeah like he has a cool voice And like he looks cool But they were like no 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 watch and he did.
0: Yeah, he's one he's of the out, biggest artists in the
1: world now. Not not just in the Spanish space, in the world. Yeah, you know. And, and mind you, that's where I met him. And then we like became cool. And obviously, like Becky is like the homie. You know, I did her first video when she was fourteen. I remember that Becky from the block. Yeah, and now then I did my Otis when she was twenty one. You did that like at her house, right? Yeah, like, in, a, in, in Englewood. Yeah, yep. And then and then at twenty one, did her did my Otis. And then like like she came on my podcast. Love like, I was with her at um, Baja Fest. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I just went to Baja Fest like last minute, and I just like hung with her and her family at her table. Like, she just is family now. You yeah. know what I mean? She's just the homie. So, and she's so like beyond talented. I feel like she's got so much more talented, to grow, you know beautiful, I mean? humble. I mean, all, yeah, she got she. Yeah, she yeah. She's, she's so young. She's got killing it. So many years. You know. So, yeah, man, just, and then Mira Quimbayla, and then the pandemic happened, and then I just got very much into, like, um, I had an accident, actually, in, in 2019, um, I had reconstructive ankle surgery. Um, what, what happened?
0: Because I, I remember you being in a, you were on Mira Quimbayla with a cast or something, right? Or, you, like, you I were. Was
1: probably limping.
0: I, I or were you you were virtually there at times? Oh, that was pandemic.
1: That was his last one. I had a uh, covid this last Oh, that man. Was virtual, yeah. But 2019 I had um, And
0: still putting putting in the work. Yeah. I Dude. do what I got to do. Um Yeah, so okay, so I want to talk about the pa- pandemic real quick. Obviously like it it changed the world. I'm I'm sure it changed your perspective in life. Yeah. Um what do you think you you gained? the most out of, you know, the past year and a half? For, for me, um,
1: I gained knowledge on economy, you know? Um, I also gained, um, and between the pandemic and like the ankle reconstructive, being in bed for so long, not being able to walk, you know, not being able to be athletic like I was, or yeah. or jump, or run, or dance, or do any of these, like, I can't play basketball. I can't go play football. I can't do anything now. You know what I mean? Like that. Like I once did. Um, So all that. And in the pandemic too. It made me go. Yeah. You have to create your own opportunity now. Yeah. You can't wait for someone to call you. You need passive income. You need money to just be coming in. Whether you're in bed broken. Or stuck in home in a pandemic. You know what I mean? So there's no room to lay you off or no room to, I mean, I'm in the most unstable, um, unstable job in the world. There's no 401k plan. There's no insurance. There's no, I mean, we have sag after insurance, but you have to earn that. Yeah. You know I mean, as if you do it with a job. Um, there's no retirement plan. There's no guidance. There's, there's no nine to five. There's no guarantee you'll get a job. It's like, the most unstable rejection, no industry in the world. And it's tough. So You don't have the mindset to just keep pushing and stay confident and like keep it going and not let people break you down. um, You will get swallowed out here and out here in the industry, in the LA, the New York, whatever the industry is for you.
0: Now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon. Verizon has partnered up with OI Health to offer discounts and savings on telehealth services in tu idioma for customers and their families. And as you guys know, health and not just physical health, but mental health, too, is very, very important for this next question. I want to highlight mental health in nuestra comunidad. Bo, what do you do to take care of, of your mental health? I know we talked about like therapy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I did some therapy when I was younger on just kind of like becoming a better person. Um, I definitely want to get back into therapy. And I know it sounds so like cliche and like, you know, if the reg where I came from, my household, how I grew up, is like, you go to therapy if you're crazy. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Like if something's right. wrong or you go to marriage therapy, like those are the only types of therapy you do as you evolve in life and you get older and more wise and and just around a higher caliber people, you start realizing now people go to therapy because they wanna be better, they wanna do better, they wanna learn, they wanna become a better person so they can evolve to whatever it is, you know what I mean? Becoming more successful in everything that they do, whether it's a job and money, or whether it's their being a father, a son, a dad, a husband, a wife, whatever, you know? um it's that's good Samaritan anything, and so, like I feel like I do want to go work on some things on like my bucket is never filled, you know what I mean, like I have a bottomless bucket that just I can't seem to fill, which it goes back to the Michael and the Beyonce and things like this of um it's a bit of a jaded thing because I've done so much in life, but before it was even jaded, it was just the bottomless bucket like yeah. I can never fill it so it's it's um I constantly want more you know I
0: know social media including myself is it's a big part oh, of, about what we do right it's yeah. a big part of um just what we do period I mean on a day-to-day basis like posting what we're doing next and like do you think now it's it's even um it becomes more of a you're talking about bottomless bucket how you always want more and more and like I feel like social media has made us into this, like very competitive. Uh, you know, what is the next person doing? What am I doing it's a next?
1: Reel. It's fake. It's a highlight reel. Most more comments, more likes, more who's on the private jet or the yacht or the vacation right. or the. It's
0: fake. It's how do, you, like, how, do you, how do you go about like, kind of pushing that haze I out mean, the I've way? I mean, I've gotten
1: way better with it. Like now, like. I just post like when I want. Like my engagement sucks. I don't care. You know, I mean, I do my, I do a lot of brand deals with social media, um, which are fun. And I post what I want when I want. Like no one, like it's, it's not my job or my career or my livelihood. So I don't have to stay on it every day and like stay playing that game all the time. Nor do I care. Like, I just actually posted today. I was about to do a purge and like unfollow a lot of people. Um, I was like, if I don't talk to you or hang out with you, I'm unfollowing you. Because I'm just like, and a bunch of people like wrote laughing faces. But it's like, it's true. Like, yeah. I have no reason to be in your fake little highlight real life watching you do things that you don't live. You know I mean? The mental instability on, on that and the emotional roller rollercoaster that, that social media makes people feel is so shitty. So I try to be very uninvolved um, with that. Yeah. Um, pandemic was actually fun. I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, we shot TikToks like crazy. Yeah. We jumped on TikTok and that's what everyone did, I feel like. And between TikTok having fun on that and mind you I'm a hermit crab anyway. So I love to be at home. I have a half acre. Um so like we were chilling. You know, I ride motorcycles with the guys, even in the middle of the pandemic, because we don't touch, we don't hang, we don't yeah. we're just like, yo, meet at this gas, and let's just ride and we'd ride for hours. Um and then just get into quarantine with my chick. Um it was nice. Like I played call of duty and video games and like, and then I really got heavily into economy and like learning that and, and a bit of politics, um, and That's investments awesome. and, 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 and venture capitalism and okay. crypto. And yeah, man, I really like, <laughs> it was the first time I invested ever into anything was, was in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and I did really well. And then I lost a lot of money and I made some more money and then I lost it again. Yeah. It's like, up and down but but it's like learning as you go of like okay let's be smart, yeah, but it's you know learning about tech and ai and 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 green and and um you know um you know the the electric batteries and e v right um, this whole future that we're moving into whether you believe in it or not we're moving into it, you know right. what I mean it's three d printing it's AI it's technology it's right. like this is a world, where it's big pharma, which has been running the country, the world forever. But it's what it is. You know what I mean? And, and so the more I started learning about that, the more I started getting knowledgeable and like, oh, this is very cool. Yeah. I like investing. I like doing business.
0: Now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon 5G. It's 5G built right from the network more people rely on. 5G Wide van is available in parts of select cities, and 5G nationwide is available in 2,700-plus cities. Speaking of 5G, I want to talk a little bit about tech because it's obviously helped us immensely during quarantine and the pandemic. Uh, what would you say is the piece of tech that you use the most i mean all these are our cell phone yeah you know what i mean like our,
1: our our cell phone for sure but i think um i think just a lot of things like i think elon musk is just really smart i think um there's so many ev batteries and, and cars that are coming out that are that are ev and they're green right like yeah. volkswagen is going to be the samsung to apple i believe um, but uh uh, Volkswagen, you know, will be, you know, right below Tesla. But Tesla's not, I don't think, a car company. It's a data company, it's a tech company, which is why the stock is so high. You know what I mean? It's like $730 or something today. It, it And then split, the company split, and it like broke down to five ways and jumped down and, and it went back up. But I mean, Tesla went up so freaking high. Yeah.
0: Um, Are you going to cop yourself uh, an AI robot? I probably will at some point, honestly.
1: I mean, I don't have any like electric car. Like, I'm picking up a new Corvette today, the new C8. Nice. Yeah, I have a deal with Chevy, so I'm I'm doing that with um with AV Chevy out in in, in Lancaster. Nice. Um, so I'm working with them, and but I also have like a truck, a Hemi. I have a bunch of motorcycles, Harleys. I have like old school cars. So like, I'm not so like I love Teslas, but I'm just not like the quiet. EV battery type of guy. I'm like the loud. You want to rev. You can't yeah. rev in, a, yeah, in an electric car, right? Like I want you to hear me coming through, <laughs> like smashing. Like, I want you to hear it. Um, but I do want to test at some point because I dr- I've driven the car enough times and I'm like, the X, and I'm like, oh, it's great. Yeah. Like, it's so incredible. But, I mean, it's obviously, we'll be forced at one time. I don't know if you know this, but uh, gas cars by, I think, in California, it's 2030 or 35. In California, China, I think it's 28 um, or 27, 28, 2028, um, that they will no longer sell gas cars. They will be obsolete. You wow. can buy used gas cars. Obviously, yeah. you can own them, but you cannot, there will be no more for sale. It will all be uh, EV battery, which wow. is great for our environment. It is environment.
0: great. Um, and it's going to be great for your, your wallet in, 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 in some ways. I spent over 100 bucks this past weekend on gas. Bro, I have a Hemi truck.
1: Like it's like 120 to fill up, and it like 11 miles per gallon. My Bro. Lincoln Continental does like nine miles per gallon. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: it, honestly, I don't even know what the gas prices are. Somewhere around like four or five. I don't look, and it's not. It's not a. It's not like oh, you, you got money. No, I'm I'm poor.
0: Our DP. It's, <laughs> it's just you're like yeah, I I look at it. You are not poor. No. First of all, all right, not poor.
1: <laughs> I'm not poor. But it's like, what are you not gonna get gas? Yeah, you gotta yeah. get it. There's our, no our DP
0: has a, a, a huge like truck. How much do you pay? What, oh, yeah. what do you, what do you, how much do you pay in gas? Like yeah, a hundred a week. Like 100 yeah, a easy, a hundred a week. Yeah, dude. You
1: just spend an extra four hundred, five hundred dollars a month, bro.
0: Yeah.
1: That's six thousand dollars a year. That's, just gas on just one car. Yeah,
0: Yeah. 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 I know. That's crazy, dude. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, the bikes I love because, you know, obviously that like, I zip around the city, and but it's also dangerous. I've gotten like major accidents on my bikes. Um, you know, blessedly and luckily, I'm still here. But I mean, some close bad accidents that have, you know, is that changed. what happened with the ankle? Yeah, ankle was dirt bikes. Um, <laughs> I did ACL three times. Um, well, one, two, one was motor MCL, ACL was motorcycle on the left, and an ACL meniscus was Harley on the right. Um, and then the ankle was dirt bikes. Yeah, I've had some bad ones.
0: You got to chill, bro.
1: Yeah, and I have, like, like scars and stuff, like...
0: Yeah. What does your mom say? Mom...
1: God, my mom's great. <laughs> Outside of, like, the nagging of, like, just regular life, of just little normal things. Yeah. Like a Mexican mom does. Yeah. Or any mom. Um, mom's great. She's so supportive. She's so proud. She's so, like... She just... Like, my family really is good with me, you know what I mean? Like, even in the height of the craziness of everything, my mom was, like, mother hen, wouldn't let any other, like, family, like, outside family members, you know, like, cousins or aunts or uncles or whatever, like, bother me at, like, family events or call me or concerts or tours where I tell, like, my cousin, like, hey, if there's an artist you want to go see at, at, you know, Honda Center or Stables, call me because there's a good chance damn near any artist you want. Like I could just call someone and get you tickets, Yeah, you know? And my mom would just, everyone like fears to like ask me for anything. Um, But just my family's great. My brother is genius, incredibly smart in the military. And he sometimes leans on me for like financial advice. um, Because I have a knack for business and I never did. Yeah. Um, But it was always there, you know what I mean? That I just kind of fell into. Um, which is why I'm kind of doing all these other entrepreneurial type
0: things. Coming from a Mexican household, uh, what are you most proud of being, you know, a Mexican-American? What do you say?
1: It's crazy because, like, we grew up so American. You know what I mean? Like, like my mom didn't speak Spanish. Her, her Spanish, she speaks Spanish now, but it's so, so white.
0: You know, <laughs> it's like, pocho. Oh, she can't <laughs> even like roll her R's. But she speaks it. You
1: know, she understands it fluently. It's just when she was young, it was don't speak Spanish. Like you're American, right, you're white, right, right. You don't speak Spanish. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it was very race, racial and racist back then. Um, but, but, you know, I grew up in the house with my mom and stepdad and my stepdad's full Puerto Rican, but he's a white boy, like full 100% Puerto Rican. But like, and his, his, his parents are like, you're like, Mrs. Bragan, Mr. where are you from? And she's like, we're from America. He like str- like they're not from Puerto Rico. You know yeah, they, they won't yeah. say it. They're from America because they came over here, you know, illegally at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and he was born in New York, and then they just they just claim like they're Americans. Yeah. Like that's what you gotta be. And so you know, as we are this age, and it's so, I feel like cool to be Latin now. Right. Um, it's just different how they were brought up. You right. know, grandparents or even our parents. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, so I, the household was very like, my stepdad's like a surfer, like computer guy, just <clears throat> speaks Spanish, but never speaks it. Like even <laughs> when his parents would speak to him in Spanish, when he like goes over and stuff, he answers in English, you know what I mean? It's just very that, um, but most proud is probably, probably most proud of like what I've accomplished of where I've come from. Yeah. You know, like I've just. Like I've done a lot, you know what I mean I've lived like i've I don't know what is there 180, 190 countries in the world I've probably been to one hundred and forty wow like I've traveled more than any hundred people you pull off the street combine them together, and I've probably traveled three times as much of them as them you know what I mean, but not only like paid for and paid to do it, yeah, so it's just blessed blessed, you know what I, mean? blessed. I was going to say that yeah blessed and done some amazing things met some amazing people um, um, it could definitely be stressful and lonely and, and, and hard in this world and industry that we're in and fake um, but you just find yourself and you know I mean do your own thing and just I don't know, you know just blessed I'm proud that of, of, of what I've done yeah for sure and, I'm, man. And, I, and I feel like I'm nowhere where I want to be not even close but right now I'm like trying to set up for family, you know, that way, like when I do get the girl and have the kids, like my family gets to live a very lush life, plush life. Yeah. Um, I want to live in a place where I have like horses and like, you know.
0: Do you know I, how to ride horses?
1: Oh yeah. That's like a hidden talent. Yeah. yeah. I can ride horses better than I can do anything. Better <laughs> than I dance. Better than I ride motorcycles. Like horse, So my grandpa is like a Mexican cowboy. Um, So he rode motorcycles and horses. That's it. Wow. And so I had to learn how to ride bareback at a really young age, like four, um, before I was allowed to ride with saddles. Like I was in my mom's stomach on horses. Mom was riding with me pregnant. Wow. Um, So, yeah, like my whole family rides horses really well. But I like really dove in. And, um, yeah, I can get on like any untrained horse and like go for a a ride.
0: That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Weird I'm, skill set. I'm as I'm a city boy as it gets, bro. I have never, I've never. probably been on a horse when I was like nine, but like <laughs> someone rode with me and they were hugging me like this, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, something yeah. that I got to pick up, bro.
1: Well, because we have the we have the house in Mexico, so so we'd go back and forth. My mom's dual citizen; she goes back and forth. And we had a horse. We had horses, but like I spent so much time down there, which is so crazy. I still need to pick up Spanish.
0: <laughs> well this next portion we're gonna do in, in full in Spanish by the way I'm, I'm messing with you bro uh God. we have Rapid Fire with Bo Casper Smart you Rapid ready? Fire I'm, Yes I am Okay Favorite song to dance to To
1: dance to uh uh anything really salsa um You get down
0: with the salsa. I've seen you on on your IG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Definitely like something salsa.
0: Favorite Spanish word?
1: Um, Mira.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mira. Mira. That'll get someone's attention. (laughs) Acting or dancing? Acting. Biggest celebrity crush growing up? Making good. Making good. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Uh, Favorite Spanish show? Mira quien baila yeah. <laughs> Look into the camera and say it <laughs> Mira quien baila <laughs> Favorite Latino food dish Mexican asada. Favorite piece of tech that you use uh, My cell phone Best song to play at a Latino party Salsa Best singer of all time Ooh. Best singer of all time
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know Woman or man It's up to you mm, Too many
1: Too many amazing people.
0: I don't know. Give me a a, a woman and a man. Uh,
1: uh, Adele, Beyonce, Demi Lovato, uh, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, uh, Man, Michael, um, uh, uh, Elton John, um, Prince, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know, no,
0: those are solid, bro. Uh, lastly, what's one nickname that no one really knows about?
1: Mm. My cousin used to call me Slick, my older cousin. Slick? When I was younger, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I spent, when I got in trouble, I went to Washington State to live with him and go to summer school um out there in Tacoma um and do construction with him for the summer and he just called me slick because I, I was just very like because look at the boy he's yeah. slick smooth, <laughs> slick like, with it yeah I just <laughs> it, you know he's just always like
0: trying to be slick with something yeah yeah I so, like that yeah well slick I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate you coming Thanks, down man. to Mondo and friends you're welcome here anytime brother and I know you've I could say you've done it all, and I know you will continue to, and I wish you much love and success, and uh, thanks again for coming, brother. Appreciate Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. Casper Smart, thank you, and thank you as well for listening and watching to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.